All right. When it comes to conspiracies, majority of the conspiracies, aside from wild ones about Sandra Bullock being an alien or or something crazy, the root of most of them all lead back to something involving or especially government-based, anything to do with societal structures or plans that the government wants to do. It all leads back to the New World Order. It's been talked about. It's been discussed. It's been slipped out of people's mouths in government press conferences. It's been spoken aloud by presidents. It's been... but. Where does it come from and how does it, uh, and why does it exist? The new world order, I'm saying. So that's what we're going to discuss. But no, but okay. So that's, that's what we're going to discuss. Then we'll go. So the origins of it is. So are we recording right now? We're recording right now. Okay. You want to, you want to backtrack and let's just go, you know, to, well, welcome back. New episode, the episode concept, new world order. Yes. You want me to backtrack to that? Yeah. Okay. And welcome to what episode are we on? Seven? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on with it. All right. Uh, when I got to the hundreds, uh, my last one, I was like, man, it's getting. Uh, yeah, episode seven, eight, eight, and welcome to episode eight for, of the True Skeptic Podcast. Today we will be discussing the origins, the beginnings, the goings on of the New World Order and where new, it came new, from. New, new World Order, the New World Order, and of course, uh, uh, how rude of me. And of course, I'm joined by. Coach Adams himself, the man, the myth, the legend. There. I'm back, Sorry. baby. We're back, we're back, we're back. So, like I was saying, the New World Order, it is the root of most conspiracies involving governments, involving anything outside of flat earth, which even that probably, because if the UN, their, their uh, logo is actually the flat earth. Well, NW the I keep saying NWO uh, New World Order is the biggest fear. I mean, I, I think that that's the kind of the root of. Is it a fear? Is it a reality? What is it? What do you think? I mean, all right. Any conspiracy comes with with some degree or elements of truth, right? Yeah. I mean, th- there's something out there, and, and then how much more, you know, is it possible? And I think that you have. You have a runaway of that. You have a multitude of secrets going around. And I also think you have almost a catchphrase to it where, I mean, it becomes a go-to. Like if you, if you want to, if you want to perk interest, if you want, if you want to, you know, generate uh, some sort of reaction you just kind of go to the extreme. And, uh, let, let me. What do you mean by extreme? Okay, um, let's take let's take Salem witch trials, right? Okay. Okay. You know, all all of a sudden, you go to the most extreme radical position that someone who is different must be a witch, right? Yeah, you're correct. Okay, uh, you flash forward that to. Uh, to McCarthyism, you know, where anyone who who might be acting suspicious must be a, a communist. communist. Yeah, and and you go to the uh, even even today, I mean, whatever kind of stereotype that you that you want to place place on people, uh, you go to the most extreme version of that if they are different of in any sort, right, or or imagination. Uh, so. Uh-huh. Before we continue, yes, tilt the mic down or something. You're popping a lot. I'm sorry. No, no you're good. I didn't want the whole thing to be. Now talk. Right now, yeah, am I start good? talking. Okay, I'm good. That sounds a lot better. I oh, like that. Sweet. Okay. okay, go ahead. All right, all right. Everyone, did the different extremes. Blah 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 blah. Hello. 
Yeah, so go I think ahead. I think it goes all it goes back to that. I mean, or not go back to that, but I think that that's a, always a, a part of it. Well, where where is it rooted? Is there any, is there documentation on it? Like, has it been spoken as like a theory? Like, is it like you see what I'm saying? Like, ever the Mason? It comes from Mason beliefs, right? Yeah, Masonic, the, free, the sure. Masonic stuff, right? They're made up a large percentage of our founding fathers, correct? But if you if you go if you want to go apo- apo- apocalyptic, and you know, then you're talking about its roots in Christianity and the Bible. Yeah, you know, the, the I have I have a I have a I have a thought popped into my head, which we haven't really gotten here, so I'm kind of jumping into it. So, as for the New World Order, okay, the founding fathers. They structured our entire country, their views and their visions and their symbols have made it onto our currency, correct? That's correct. Um, As it comes to, which we were going to discuss a few things that are involved in theory of the New World Order, the Georgia Guidestones. Yes. The Georgia Guidestones, because I'm coming off the theory, like, where does it came from, like, chronologically? The Georgia Guidestones says something about... Obtain a population of 500 million. What was the population at, at the founding of the United States? Oh, nowhere near. Uh, probably. Right. So that. that probably two. I mean, 2.5 to 3 million. On the planet? Not on the planet. I'm talking about in the United States. Well, he said the New World Order is the planet. So it's saying 500 million across the board is on the Georgia Guidestones. Okay. Um, being one with nature and blah, 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 blah. But, okay, so that, I'm just trying to think in my head, where where does this part of it come? A lot of people say there's ties to, even with the Nazi party, with the New World Order, and they infiltrated the UN, and they're implementing certain assets, or uh, inputting certain things um, in global, because that's where you, you, jump over the voting part it they make global decisions that we don't even vote on yeah and you and you're talking about you like eugenics yes which, i mean so anything that's a estimation of population control and again we're going we're talking about like if you're on the the, the that line right of you know whether it be le- left right uh conservative liberal if you could continue to extend down that line uh you go towards well the extreme view of an of a simple answer what's that where if you're talking about uh your population well population control would be an absolute means of of con- of controlling the resources that are available out out there for from human capital, right? I five hundred million—that's insane. There's like billions of people. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that. I could see it, but I don't see it because even if it, the powers that be with the new world order, um, it usually it ties within the the, the capitalistness. Of it, and I'm like, well, if you don't have money or people, how are you gonna make as much money? If you're getting the conspiracy realm, because no, nobody is makes decisions nowadays that is for the people. You get what I'm saying, right? Any time that you're talking about, if if the world is a pie, you know, the the more people who are getting their piece of the pie, the the less is go, goes around for everybody, right? It's unsatisfactory, but yeah, who's who's to say they're in a position to make to make that type of call? I mean, no one is at all. No, without without a doubt. Besides, if, if but we're gonna get in the realm of we're gonna wrap our head around if, for sake of argument, that the the Masons have implemented this new world order because let's take you down this rabbit hole. Starting at the Greenbrier Resort. Okay. Let's go to West Virginia, baby. West Virginia. You said it was built in? 1958. Well, that was when the bunker was built. That was when the bunker was built. Uh, The bunker was unknown for years. Um, It finally became 
they were remodeling or something, and they found this top-secret bunker, which this place is about two-hour drive from D.C. All the elites, all the powerful people would go there. Now we know why. There's this massive, massive bunker they found. Well, no, it was it, they were already going there, and then they established the bunker in right. 58 as part of the this resort that already housed. How did you keep that secret, though? Since that's the case. You pay well. Yep, that's a good point. And a lot of people had uh, a lot more dignity and uh, morals back then. Nowadays, I mean, you know, quick somebody nowadays would just spill the beans for, for clout. Well, I mean, I mean, they they were able to keep uh, the man. I mean, we, no, this summer, you had the Oppenheimer movie coming out. Uh, they, they were able to keep the Manhattan Project a secret, even from... From uh, Truman, Truman was not aware of the of the Manhattan Project until he became president. What? Yeah. Weren't they doing that like in Nevada? Yeah. How do you keep that a secret? I mean, it's a pretty big explosion. Sure, I mean, but but I mean, you think about um, just with nuclear testing. I mean, or you think about, I mean, there's so many things done when you had the creation of. Uh, of not only the, I mean, the CIA, the FBI, but you had to maintain secrets. I mean, if, I mean, if you would want to go back to, especially then, I mean, if, if it weren't for nuclear, the, the Manhattan project or that was like the catalyst of like all things. Well, it, like if, if you don't go back to the secrets, uh, the, uh, have you ever seen the AMC series turn? Yeah. Great, great series about the Washington, the Culper Ring. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm trying to think I know what you're talking about. It was about. Wa- the Washington Spy Network. When, when uh, what time was it? That was, that was, it was during during the revolution. I guess, he was a yeah. cabbage salesman. That's right. The cul- yeah, Not the, salesman, but he had cabbage. The Culper the culp- Ring. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I didn't know. You yeah, thought I was just it, yes man in you. No, if I knew. It weren't for, if it weren't for the, the, for that secret group, then the Revolutionary War may not turn out as it did, it was it was the Culp Ring that gave the had the orders, thinking that Washington was going to attack uh, New York City when instead he was going to Yorktown. Well, the same thing could be said for World War Two. Sure, the French, right? Was the French You're talking about the French underground? Are you talking yeah. about yeah, the yeah. people that were like, uh, and then the the people with inflatable tanks, who were the, they were all working in cahoots. They like the whole populace of I think it was France. It was French that were like. Muddying up the airways with, mm-hmm. with misinformation—that's fascinating. Sure, I mean, maybe, but if it's not for for these secrets, you know, certain things don't happen. Exactly. So, when it is when is it okay to, well, let something out, or do you want those things behind 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 the scenes as a just in case because. Uh, in the case of our of our country, I, I mean, I can understand why the the bunker was built back in back in fifty eight. Uh, when you had the military military industrial complex, is what uh, running so what Eisenhower talked about when he was oh yeah was leaving office. Uh, I mean, we were we were deep into the Cold War with the with what Churchill described as the Iron Curtain. The thing about the cold the Cold War, they had no idea what the other side. We always thought that the Soviets had more than they what did. they did, and they yeah. and, naturally, and they thought we had more than they did. Well, you have to, sure. I mean, it's, it's the, if you think the opposite, then I mean, it was it was the idea of co- of competition, and right? What you now with, that, with technology, it's like we have, probably have a, a geo locked. So satellite on every nuclear location on the planet, and and think about and you you think about any kind of a problematic situation just from a I'm talking about human interaction. Just this is as a kind of a social science kind of outlook. Whenever you think about like a bad scenario, our minds typically go to the worst possible scenario, like as to how someone's going to react to something, yeah. right? We we go to the to the to worst case. Well, if you blow that up into a you know not in just a little microcosm, but you put that into like the idea of world events, 
you go to the worst case scenario, you want to be, you don't want to be second on this, right? Right. And so, uh, at that time, I mean, I remember, I remember when, when they had the nuclear fallout shelters, you know. Oh yeah, the yeah. air raid sirens. Sure. And stuff. Yeah. Hey, be, as if, as if ducking under your desk and you know, shoving yeah. your head was gonna was gonna stop it. Stop a nuclear blast. But, but that but hey, ooh, that was a, a very thing. real threat. You say the that that drill is, is mean, meaningless and pointless. What about the theory when you you know like the like in case of a an accident on an airplane? Oh yeah, that it really is. So you die instantly. Are you talking talking about like duck your head or whatever? It like apparently it's designed to where you die at impact. It like snaps your neck or something. I, I don't. Know. Yeah, it's it's never been in an airplane crash. You've never oh. That's Never been an airplane <laughs> crash? I haven't either. Can you imagine? Okay, so not to be... This is, I won't go too far with this, I promise. Castaway. Mm-hmm. He leaves... He's a VP for FedEx. Mm-hmm. So you, you would assume he's getting paid well. You would assume he has a life insurance policy. He d- doesn't die, but dies. I'm assuming goes to his spouse or whoever. She, he wasn't married. Okay, well, it goes somewhere. I'm sure yeah. it didn't just go to the ether. Say it went yeah. to you. You got Tom Hanks's health insurance or uh, life insurance policy. You you probably spend it, right? Then he comes back. What happens? Are they gonna be like, hey, we want our money back? No, they and FedEx pay for it. Probably decide to make a movie. Yeah, I guess. But I was hypothetically say it's real. They really happen. This bugs me. This is stuff I think about when I watch movies. Do you have to pay the life insurance policy uh, money back if he's not dead? I'm sure you probably eat that. Yeah, FedEx probably. Eats yeah, you probably eat. It. Yeah, especially given the circumstances. Yeah, like we left you stranded for six years. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So the Greenbrier, the the bunker, they spill the beans on the bunker. They spill the beans on the bunker, and basically shut it down in what year? 1992. 1992. Coincidentally, something comes in uh, under construction in 1992, the Denver airport. And I, a lot of people actually aren't. I was going to say, if you look, unless you've been living under a rock, a lot of people don't don't know about Denver airport. No, when you, when you sent me the information about about our. Topics of conversation. I I had no idea. I I've been to the Denver airport before. The, the new one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because yeah, we had to go through Denver uh, on the way for for our honeymoon. Actually, yeah. yeah, it started in 1992, right? It it was still under. It was still not completed until I was I was doing my first podcast in 17 ish. It was still being built. Oh, really? Somehow, some way, yeah. Yeah, I I had no idea. It might, it might have been just finished. Like it just officially finished from '92 to the, and it was 100% privately funded. Well, that that's that's fun and, stuff. And we're not talking like twenty thousand dollars. We're talking it was <laughs> two point something billion dollars over budget. Yeah, I, I, yeah, a, a twenty thousand dollar airport I probably wouldn't go to. Like, think about it though. So we're getting into the masonry. Thing because the only ties to anyone responsible for said airport, which didn't need to exist in the first place, they already had a fourth busiest airport in the country. Yeah, it is the largest, and now it is the largest. But the only thing that has any reference to anyone responsible for it is a plaque in the main area that has Mason symbols. The little thing, what's it the called? Ma- the Masonic symbol. The yeah. Masonic symbol, and referencing something thanks to the New World Airport Commission, which doesn't exist, is mm-hmm. not a thing. And then it has a time capsule to be opened in like twenty ninety six or something. Yeah, that. So, so that being said, it's an airport that, which I just found about the Greenbrier thing, and I thought it was odd. It was built that the. Denver Airport went into under construction the same year that that bunker that was found out. So it goes under construction, 100% privately funded, and there's a bunch of things that are just fishy and weird. 
So in the beginning, they're they're wanting they have this grandiose plan of this advanced self baggaging thing, which never worked ever. To this day, they've never had it working, so it's just there. So they have a bunch of elaborate tunnels for said reason, they say. And then they had four multi-storied buildings that were located wrong. So they didn't tear them down. They said, oh, we're going to move millions upon millions of feet of earth and bury the bad boys. Okay, they did that. And I'm not making this up. They buried four multi-storied buildings. We know they exist. Why are they burying them? Who knows? So the theory is there's a bunker there. And that gives credence to the Greenbrier thing because I thought there was a bunker there before I even knew that. And then when they shut that down, I was like, man, what's the chances? Um, I just think it's odd. And then they had these murals that were, that were like creepy looking. They just looked like the, the, uh, the gargoyles. Oh, no, 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 no. The gargoyles were in the suitcases. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's then they had these like dark murals about like apocalyptic stuff with like. Yeah, These soldiers with gas masks, like with swords over, like yeah, killing, killing a peace dove and yes. all. Yeah, yeah. They've they've since removed it, and then and then and then the airports like leaned into it. They have like uh, a website to to like aliens, like yeah, we live here. Like they've leaned into it in the in the thing. Well, I mean, I, you got to capitalize on it if, if if that's gonna be a reason why people are gonna visit. There. That's a good point. Because you can't shut them up because, you know, everything's so shady. And then there's even a thing that the the air, the runways are lined up like the swastika or something. Yeah, I, saw, I, I remember reading I've about that. I've seen the picture, and I'm like, I don't see it. Yeah. I didn't see it either. Um, So we got the don't, airport. Oh, don't and don't forget about the about the uh, the blue horse. Oh, Blucifer. You said it was debunked. What was debunked about it? That it was supposed to be demonic or something like that, or that it was supposed to be well. Anything you look up is going to say debunk. Sure. So, I mean, but that it was supposed to represent one of the one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay, okay. where it gets its name for? I thought you were deb- meaning like what I thought you were talking about. Okay, oh, okay. So it it got its name. The guy. So there's a big blue steel stallion with red eyes. That that greets you at the begin at the entrance of the Denver airport. It's called Blucifer, named by the artist who died from said from said thing. He was doing some final touches, and the head fell off, severed an artery, and he bled to death. That's that's the that's the weird part of it. I don't think he called it Blucifer. I think it was that's it, how it got. It, I think it was like kind of nicknamed that. Okay. Is it okay? But it, that's its official name, yeah, Lucifer, yeah. which is odd. Yeah, that is odd. Okay, so if if okay now now my head is spinning because I'm atta- like putting pieces together. So the Masons are behind all that, right? Then why is the New World Order and all that stuff now so tied in with like satanic imagery? Because they were Christians, right? Yes. Uh, well, because anybody's going to question, um, I mean, what what gets questioned more than religion itself? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, e- anything that you can that's considered to be secular, what whatsoever is going to be is going to. I mean, I, I remember in the nineteen eighties, uh, if you listen to a song backwards, it was supposed to. Uh, oh, it does, dude. Yeah, it's supposed to have a you know a demonic. There's a bunch of them that are like, some of them I give credence to. There's actually a theory that even the CIA picked them up. I forgot who it was. But apparently that, oh shoot, I wish I was listening more more in depth. But as I, I listen to things while I do stuff. So that was when this was. And I just remembered that he had a theory. And the CIA even jumped on it for a while. And um, that subconsciously, when you're lying... You actually say what you truly mean backwards, and he would like record people during like uh, depositions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and play it back. You wouldn't always get stuff, but then certain times it's like clear as day. They were playing it and like, like oh snap! So they used him. Uh, I don't remember his name. Like I said, I was just listening, but I remembered it, and I actually heard the audio, and it was like clear as day. I'm like, man, some of it I was like, that's eh, reach. Just like what you're talking about with the the records playing backwards, like this, um, what 
uh, Stairway to Heaven, where it's something about my sweet Satan or something about a woodshed or something. I don't know. I'm like, uh, I don't, it's a reach. So you can hear anything. Your brain does some wild stuff. Sure. Well, and you, when you think about it, uh, I'm going to give you a little historical context. One, one of the easiest patterns in history that you can follow is the three is the patterns of the three R's. And that's, uh, you know, religion, reform, revolution. And uh, remember, all our, before we were recording, I talked about, we were, we were talking about with the revolution and all that stuff. And we're talking about the Puritans, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's just take the, like the word Puritan. And I got this glass of water right here, right? So if this, this uh, if this glass was full of Coca-Cola classic, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And it's full of ice as well. Let's just say that that's what Puritan would be. I mean, it's a, it's a new, new way of thinking. What's going to happen over the course of time with the ice? It melts. That's right. And it's, and what was that, you know, that great tasting Coca-Cola classic is going to get diluted, right? Correct. Okay. So about a generation goes by after the first Puritans come to the country. Within a, within a generation, uh, you have what is called the halfway covenant, where they altered the idea of a conversion experience in order to be, you know, considered to be a a member of the Puritan Church. Okay, so that halfway covenant is kind of like that. You know, this is that full cup, and then that halfway, right? Uh, well, if you go another generation, you know, another thirty, forty years. Then you get to what we one of the samples I, I talked about at the beginning that would be uh, the Salem Woods trials, correct? In Massachusetts, which I would consider to be the absence of religion, right? Yeah. Okay. So it goes to basically a full cup, halfway cup, empty cup. Well, the next cycle and the next generation would like be an a, overcorrection. Would be a full cup, which is the first Great Awakening. Okay. And it's just a vicious cycle. And then the idea of reform after the First Great Awakening would be that changing relationship, because reform means to change, the changing relationship between the colonies and Great Britain. Then the revolution would be the American Revolution. Right? Right. Right. And then you get the, again, you get Second Great Awakening, Age of Reform, and then you get the what would be the next revolution, which would be the Civil War. And the, the cycle you know, continues in that order of the three R's. Anytime that you have something that challenges the norm, you're always going to have a pushback. Naturally. I mean, as to, you know, one side saying that this is, you know, an extreme. We they, It's been happening throughout. It's still have So So what what we're talking about then is the other nothing. side. No, it, then it becomes like a societal norm, and it's just kind of like it. it is what it is. Even now, yeah, like, you certain got things that are going now. You said, like, if if they would have tried to do it even ten years ago, you'd be like, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it, it, because there there has to be some elements of truth behind it before it goes to an extreme, right? But I think anything that that's way you know wide to the to the extreme, I mean, any per any person who I mean, like let's say the Georgia Stones, uh, that was privately funded. Right. That was also privately funded. Right. And there was actually the guy who who the the, the random guy with the briefcase went R- to RC Christian. Yeah, he said they went out. They even went up to him. Like, Will you tell us who the guy was? He told me to keep it anonymous, and I'm a man of my word. I'm like, screw you, man. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, just this one time. Even on his deathbed, they asked him. He still didn't do it. And he died with it. So we never know. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll never know. Whole confidentiality. So let's let's finish up with the the uh, on the new world order in, in in as a whole. What is the the mission statement of said new world order? Like, what's to be be had? Because if if it is Mason's plan, right? So Mason's built the structure of our country, and they were influ- influential enough to have to put symbols on our currency that we use to this day. That's all over buildings. It's all over everything. And if this is a legitimate thing, how come this wasn't put into effect? Cause I highly doubt they're like, all right, we got this, we built this country. Let's sneak some little, little of our symbols on the money. And then in 200 years, we're going to do the new world order. 
That's what, that's what, I'm, as a skeptic, I'm skeptical of the skepticism. Yeah. All right. So, so what do you, what do you ask me? What, what would be the, uh, like, what is the new world order as a, as a, as a whole in a nutshell? What is, what is the, to gain? What is the plan? What is the, I know one world government. I know one world currency is a thing. Um, but what is to gain from the control? Possibly. Well, sure. yeah, I mean, if you control the money, you control the. Yeah, I mean, I mean, anytime they control, when you control the var- all the variables, you, I mean, you control the outcome too. Right. Well, who? Right. But why? Why do you want to have control of the whole world? It seems a little just a little stupid. You know what I'm saying? Is it money, wealth, power? I just I at mean, that point, like it's just it's not even exciting anymore. I mean, it's the, for sake of argument, if you're the, I'm just picturing, let's just the body of of work pulling the strings of it. Let's just for to simple simplify it. Says one guy. Okay, I want to control everything. Now what? Like, what do you do now? Now you're in control of everything, right? It's the the ability to play God. That, that's fair. That's a, that is a the God complex is a thing. Yeah. Because look at Tyson. I just feel I don't know why this is popping my head. Tyson Fury, you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. His whole life, he was going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. Told Vladimir Klitschko, I'm going to beat you one day. He beat him. Top of the world. Everything he worked for. Never been more empty in his life. He reached, he reached that goal. Everything he fought for, that's what was keeping him on the straight and narrow. That's what he had something to look forward to. Then he got there and he realized that like this is what I fought for. And he's like, he has nothing to fight for. So I feel like it's the same way. Like I, just, I, just, I don't know. I do, I do think there's some cre- like credence to it. Like I do think that there are. Like it's weird because it, even biblically speaking, they talk about one one world currency. Talk about all of that, and then and then you see them pushing it now with this whole what's it called the dollar the the what's it called techno currency or something? It's about Bitcoin. No, they're, they're, there's more. They're like oh. actually doing. The government's talking about. Oh, I don't know having the currency be digital, digital currency. Which, for just like with any, historical, I'm just a poor teacher. I, I'm, I'm I, I count my pennies. <laughs> yeah, it, it, anytime you go with historical text, it's going to be in context of that time it was written. Yeah. So when you say one world currency. It's not meaning like we all have the same paper money. That's why I take the digital currency as the one world currency. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that a lot of the, I, I would say some of the credence that comes to like the role that we played into this uh, is also mirrored with our, what what has become our role in the world. If you take the, Freemasonry in North America came a lot from the enlightened ideas, right? Right. We know that Freemasons had a great deal to do with the formation of the government, uh, with the formation and the design of of our nation's capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the symbolic era, 30, 31% of all of our presidents uh, have been Freemasons, uh, not to mention— all, you know, who, Which is 13, right? Yeah, I believe it's 13. I think the last one was known was Ford. Uh, Nicholas Cage would know. Yeah, sure Nicholas he would. Um, but when you have when you have that the and this idea behind behind the United States, uh-huh. which was federalism was a a system of government that has never been tried before, and then every revolution that occurred. On either side of the ocean, they mirrored their their concept of independence you know, behind our revolution. Right. And so if you were thinking that, you know, that this, that our system that's embedded in these enlightened thoughts, then then it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And then it gives you something to, to you know to be- believe in. And then when you get to World War II. And essentially, the Atlantic Char- Charter 
which I firmly believe we don't know exactly the transcript of what happened between FDR and Winston Churchill, but they're talking about the aftermath of uh, of World War II before we actually officially get involved. And I, think, I, have I think to, we're going in the same realm. I, I have to believe a, that that uh, go the ahead. the cornerstone of Western civilization has been Great Britain. I think that that Churchill understood with where things were in the Second World War that the United States was going to have was in a way replacing them on the world stage mm-hmm. and that was whether we liked it or not that would that be was going to become our new role and so we were going to be the, the staple the and the, the the image or not the image the uh the capstone the capstone yes and if we are that pillar okay and you talk about not knowing what the soviets are have in mind after we had, we were the ones that dropped the ultimate weapon, right? The nuke in Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki. Then, and then you have to now protect our our vigilance, our our stigma, you know, our mantle that we have. You know, you you do so at at whatever co- at whatever cost, and I think that that has root in. Why the bunker was built? Why right. whatever is going on in in, in Denver is built? Uh, it's to protect that, to protect the the idea of the what what if? Right. Because in World War II, I think it became known had had we become become the the meat in an Axis power sandwich. There's no way where we were at the time that we could have defended both coastlines. Against, no. against Japan and against Germany. So if you're now going to take up that mantle, you develop the the military industrial complex, you develop NASA, you develop the C, you know, right. the CIA, you develop well, all this stuff. Well, what I was what the idea I think I I I physically light bulb what if for example, what if uh or Orwell, 1984, yeah. brought it up, right? It was just a smart man understanding, like what you said, the three R's or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's just the way society works. History repeats itself, blah, blah, blah. He's a smart dude that says this is probably what's going to happen. This is how humans are. What if the new world order is in the same realm? Oh, I think it is. You get what I'm saying? That's it. So it's not a theory. It's just like this is where we're going. When Whenever... Like when when does like something that is passionate that you're passionate about become an obsession? I don't know. Well, and who's who who is normally the first the last person to realize that that what you are fixated on has become an obsessive thing for you? Oh, you. And if you don't watch out, then you become the exact thing that you did not want to become. Exactly, you become what you hated. Everything that you were fighting to go against, you you to the rest of the world become the villain. Yeah, that was me. That happened to me. You want to know how it happened? Um, so hipsters are anti-mainstream. The OGs. Then hipsters became mainstream. I hated hipsters. So now, in turn, I become a hipster by hating hipsters because hipsters became mainstream. So now I'm anti-mainstream by hating hipsters. So I am. A, Said hipster. Completely unrelated and stupid, but that's a thing. Now, last thing, and then we'll talk about other stuff. Hold on. I'm going to be editing tonight. Um, the Georgia, Gull- Gull- Georgia Guidestones were blown up. Who blew him up? Is it just a crazy person? Yes, I believe so. Why didn't they do the time capsule? They didn't bring it up. I want to know what's in that dang time capsule. What do you think's in the time capsules? Man, I got no idea. I mean, it's probably the same thing that, that was... Well, why? okay, so the main thing I wanted to bring up about both of those sites 
and the reason I tied them together. We've, we've touched all over it, but the fact that it's publicly funded or privately funded, but we don't know who, by whom, why the secrecy? Is it because you follow the money, you follow the thing, or like it, it, why can't it just be like, hey, we, we here you go, buy it, build an airport? Or build these random weird things that in 17 different languages or whatever. I, I, I think that it's probably probably for the same reasons that like economic recessions, uh-huh. they're no longer called panics. <laughs> you know, PR moves. I, 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 to, in, in a way, I think it has to be. Yeah. Because the nature of a panic is that people panic. Yeah, and every mystery that ha- happens, heck, it could have been, like, imagine if, like, George Soros was the guy behind it. Immediately, that place is like, oh, oh, oh. you see what I'm saying? I mean, That was an extreme example, but you get what I'm saying? Like, if, it, fear, fear has always been a great motivator. And, and look, think, think about this. All right, and I, I know that I've used this analogy before, but anytime that you're working with foreign policy— it it is the probably one of the best analogies is is the same way as a parent disciplining a child. Okay, mm-hmm. and just follow me with this. Uh, can can you put a kid in timeout? Yeah, sure. All right, but for the for a timeout to 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 work, they have uh, to know why they have they have to understand why. Uh, could you spank a child? Yeah. Uh, y- yes, you can. Uh, can you take away a toy? Yeah. Uh, but but, but that, why? But that toy has to have what? Meaning. It has to have meaning. It has to have value. All right. Now, the easiest thing you could always do is, is try diplomacy, right? Diplomacy is great. But have you ever tried to reason with a four-year-old? Yeah, it's facts. Well, some of them will surprise you. But I could do, I'm not negotiating with you. <laughs> yeah, but start pitching. I go to bed in ten minutes. Eleven. I'm like, come on. But but you know you know the idea of of being. I can call it. I can call it coach voice. I can call it daddy voice. I can mm-hmm. call it where where you have you have to you know put fear in to where it gets the reaction because just suggesting it do, yeah. do, doesn't matter. So fear has always been a motivator, and when you consider that the concept of that the masses of people, the, like the larger the amount of people that you have, the dumber they are. Okay? Uh, I like, I like, I like that. No, uh, I agree. I mean, I mean, and I one example I've always given, uh, you know, the idea of of whenever you watch a game on the television, do you ever watch a game and then just stand up and sit down? No, no. But if you go to a stadium, all of a sudden standing up and sitting down in unison is like the best thing ever. It's called the it's called the wave. Like how awesome is that? I do stand up when I'm sitting down or when I'm at. Home. I know, but uh, it's only out of excitement. I'm like, oh. uh, but, but but for the for the purpose, would you, you put your hands up? No, do I don't it? do exactly. that. I mean, because because you know what what is commonly not acceptable all of a sudden in a large in a large mass of people is now fun. Do you ever, you ever go down the aisle and uh, if you see a beach ball at Walmart, do you, do, do you take it out of the package and start blowing it up and, and put, throw it around? No. No. But if you're at a concert, if that beach ball comes near you, what must you do? Yeah. You're you, right. You must. Everybody else is doing it. You must touch it. Everybody else is doing Be- it. And then once you got it, what, what happens? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But... It's the simplicity that we allow ourselves to think in a large group. And so I think that the those who, whoever they are, who's ever in the know. The deep state. Knows this. Is the deep state real? Sure. It's, it's pretty obvi- uh, ob- obvious at this point. Yeah. That, I mean, that certain people are just above the law. Th- yeah. Th- there, are pe- there are people who are protected. Who is it, though? I mean, who I don't know, but Isn't it we, weird? they're all, but they're all connected. Whoever they are, but we, we, we can, we can talk about the, the, the infamous they, because they could be anybody who's connected. I know. 
Well, yeah, because there's micro, there's like little, you, it, it, it goes all the way down. It, that's the way I view it. Everything's, you can break down a societal structure as a whole in the, by looking specifically into little things like the local government. Mm-hmm. Like you, people that have lean in a local area can do certain things. Now work your way up. Now you, you know what I'm saying? It's like all the way up. So you have that same realm, same thing, but as like a large scale. Yeah. So you're pulling everyone's strings. Like, oh, I can't do that. That's that's so and so. I yeah. mean, I, and, and me, I, I I just want to. I mean, hate to hate to bring up a little Hamilton musical, but you know, I I I, I kind of want to be in the room where it happens. I want I want to I want to know. Yeah. Not speculate. Same. I think it's everybody's wish. But what do we get when we get there? Probably more than you'd want, or not. What you or not, and even close. Like, really, this is all. It's- <laughs> yeah, we'll become Tyson Fury. Yeah, exactly. That would be odd to think about as a conspiracy theorist. And someone's like, okay, you just like, oh, I wonder about this. And you're like, all right, come in here. And you just like spill the beans on yeah. everything. You're like, oh. oh, okay, that's really what all that happened, or <laughs> my, my job that's going on. <laughs> Well, no, depending on how ludicrous it was, I would assume like a bunch of it is like a letdown. Like if you say somehow, some way, like, okay, you, we'll kill you tomorrow, but today you can have all the answers you want. No, leave, 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 me, leave me the suspense. Yeah. Well, no, I've never really thought about it. I could only imagine. It depends. It depends on my mood, probably. But if I had like terminal, like, like cancer and I'm dying in like a week. And they say, hey, what's your dying wish? I was like, I want to know every secret. I want to know every secret there is. I don't know. That's tempting. I can see it. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? But you're like, but then again, then you're just like, I person. Like, you can't do nothing. Yeah, when I'm gone, I'll know everything anyway. It's facts. I don't know. You ever looked at that mural right there? I have. Do you see everything? Yes. Because it's, it's all one thing or it's all individual things, depending on how you look at it. You got 9-11. Yeah, I mean, every, but we can go, I mean, that's one thing we, we've been kind of doing throughout, throughout this episode We is how everything is so deeply connected. That's the point. It's all intertwined. And, uh, yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited that we've had a hi- hiatus. We can use this part. I thank you for the patience. I, uh, you know, Mother's Day came at that busy time of year. We needed that week. My off. birthday, his birthday. He's he's uh, twenty five now. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. So we took a break. Deal with it. I'm just kidding. No, we had a break. I needed a mental reset, and this is like the last leg. This weekend was my last like insanely busy week. So like going on, going for the work flow will should be a lot better i i, I want to be more organized with like show notes and stuff like that well, now that, now that we're coming into the summer we look we we have eight episodes under our belt we have eight one thing that we have gotten from feedback and we listen to all the feedback uh there's been undeniable has been the rapport between you and i that that we we have a tendency of feeding off each other. Yeah, uh, and that's even built. We're, yeah, we're, we're look, we, we constantly grow. Thing is, we're both raw. We make mistakes. We correct the mistakes. We move on. That's all. That's all it is, really. Like uh, this. Well, I don't even think it's even remotely comparable in, from the podcast attempt one to now. Like by the number of mistakes. So I think what, aside from that one night where I couldn't get to work, my camera freezing a couple times, that's it. Tech, tech wise, technically, which is the hard part. Yeah. And now we just got to fill content, find something that we're both like, boop, and then bounce our strengths off each other. And that comes with time. So I'm excited. I just need to, like I said, calm my, my life down. Cause I'm, I'm just, I like to, I like to help people. I like to do a lot of things. So now I just need to not run myself into the ground mentally. Cause it's just, 
I'm doing the same thing I did last time, but from the podcast where I would just like run around with a, like a chicken with its head cut off, trying to make it work. And then spending five minutes to try to do the podcast. So now I'm doing that in life and then be like, Oh, we've got a podcast, you know? Look, you, you, you find, you, you find the stuff, you find the order. We find the connections between, we got to tell a story. Yeah. I try, I try to keep everything chronological. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. And then after we, we actually, if we could get some feedback, because what the beneath the yellow brick road series is probably what only a couple more. Yeah, a couple more. I mean, I I can. You want to do something else though, right? I do. I do. And, do you and have the, an idea? Uh, well, I have a couple of ideas, a couple of different routes to go in. Okay. But I mean, the beneath the yellow brick road has been very fun. Uh, for me, because it's all the all the things I've been wanting to say in my, in the in the book uh-huh. that I've been, I've been trying to write, you know, tr- trying to write down. But this this becomes such a, a different avenue, and in a way, a better avenue because I can visual. I can talk. I can talk someone through it, and you actually get to play the role of as the reader, right? You know, so You're I get like the narrating. Yeah, the aha moment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I I have a few few more things up up my sleeve without trying to reveal every detail uh, that would would have to go into a uh, a publication. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped. And uh, now you, I don't know why I fixated on that stupid balloon. That that was the one for me. It did it. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I'm 100 percent on this one. Now I don't know why why I love that uh, Omaha balloon but no that one stuck out to me for some reason no um as for we should uh i don't know when we're gonna start the live shows back i want to do it but i want to get it tailored and crisp before the election comes around and i think that's it for tonight and we'll because i want to get i want to talk about before you leave i want to talk about uh because you're doing your thing this week but i want to go ahead and put some to paper on the week after. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so stick in. Thank you for listening. And until next week, we'll see. ya. Oh, wasn't on me. So see ya. Deuces. Deuces.